House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. All right, everybody, we're back in the House of Mystery, and today we've got a special guest. We're going to be speaking very quickly with Dr. Joe Gallenberger, and joining me is my co-host, Julie Saville. Julie, welcome back. Oh, thank you. It's really good to be back, Kevin, and a very, very big welcome to Dr. Joe. Thank you, Julie and Kevin. I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, boy, it was it was a long road to hoe, wasn't it? <laughs> Just to get to this point. Yes. Uh, that Evan is no Doctor Joe. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Joe, and today we're going to be talking about his work. Basically, Doctor Joe, how would you describe your work? I mean, you've got so much going on. You got the inner Vegas, and you've you've got psychokinesis. I mean, it's really really hard to kind of pigeonhole this. Tell us about your work. Well, Kevin, mainly uh, I spent the last two decades looking at how people can focus their energy to create what they'd like in their life. And um, there's a lot of stuff out there on manifestation. My work takes off a little differently. We use psychokinesis, which is the ability to affect matter uh, with your energy as a feedback tool to train people into the energies and the intention and the letting go and the, the dance, which creates really good manifestation. Uh, by psychokinesis, we mean things like we've had seed growth of uh, inch and a half roots in uh, two minutes. We've bent metal with light light bulbs with our hands. Uh, I've worked with science labs, and they're measuring 400 volts off my hands, for example, as we're lighting the light bulbs. Um, and one of the places we find easiest to train this is in Las Vegas, because we know the statistics of the dice and slot machines exactly. We know that it's a fair game, and so if we can influence that with our own energy and mind, uh, we can see the variation from what it should be by chance and to give people real good feedback very quickly. So uh, if we can get people into a um, wide open heart stance, connected with spirit, grounded to the earth, uh, have visualized right and letting go right, we get rewarded with money within seconds. If we go into greed, fear, ego, self-consciousness, those kind of things, then the money's withdrawn. So it's a way to train very quickly in the kind of energy you need to create the kind of life you would like. And I've done, um, <clears throat> just came back last week from our 92nd workshop out in Vegas called Inner Vegas Adventure. The book, Inner Vegas, Creating Miracles, Abundance, and Health, uh, talks about my journey through Monroe Institute, which is a consciousness center, has a great brainwave technology to help people meditate easily. Uh, through science labs out into Vegas for many years out there, and then uh, talks about the implications of that for creating what you'd like in your life. How's that for a quick summary? <laughs> That's very, very good. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's, my, it's my time now, uh, Dr. Joe, with you to kind of really slow that down. So I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing 
um, account of all the things that you, you do and that you specialize in. Um, and I'm just thinking for the benefit of our listeners, some of those won't be familiar with some of the terms that you've used and others will be very comfortable for them. Um, so my, my first question really is if you have to break things down. So if you if you broke down your I suppose your expertise in psychology and how then that fits with your understanding of, of PK and, and how the two are uh, I suppose very much linked, but also can be seen to be quite far apart. That'd be really helpful. Sure. So I was uh, Julie trained as a clinical psychologist at a psychotherapy practice for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, 26 years ago, I began to be a, a trainer at the Monroe Institute that I mentioned uh, and began to use their brainwave technologies for rapidly being able to help people relax, go into creative states, um, get rid of trauma, many things in the clinical area. And um, Bob Monroe formed the Institute and was quite famous for his work in what we call out-of-body experiences nowadays, uh, where you feel like your consciousness leaves your body, you might see your body on the bed, you can go to a different location and verify, you know, you're not just making it up with your mind. Uh, what, what sort of scenarios would, would are we talking about for, you know, what, what symptoms may people have in order to receive that type of treatment in the first instance? In the first incidence, for example, uh, uh, people coming back from Vietnam War with uh, PTSD trauma, okay, uh, yeah. using these meditation techniques, uh, and there's still studies ongoing with current vets uh, with the Hemisync technology. Uh, that's Bob Monroe's term for binaural beat technology. Um, you listen over headphones, and and the reports would be in 15 minutes or so that the person would feel, you know, burst into tears and say, I haven't been this relaxed in 20 years. Uh, so it's very good with no meditation experience at getting people into a, a deep meditative state quickly, often within a half hour or so. And, of course, the more, tra more training, the better. Our more formative things. So, for example, with early childhood trauma that we bring into adulthood, can can that kind of therapy be, be used for those scenarios? Yes, it's uh, there's numbers of uh, modalities. Of course, it could be good with that, uh, but this uh, rather than being its own dogma, its own modality or system, it often mm -hmm. augments the effectiveness and rapidness of other systems as well. Uh, because the first thing you got to do is almost like with hypnosis too. Uh, if you can move into a relaxed but focused state of attention, you can make progress more quickly than just, for example, talk therapy. Okay, so um, in terms of psychology, we, we, we've often heard, and I'm sure that all the listeners will also have heard, of if you smile at somebody, they smile back, and, and this kind of um, almost how psychology links with the, the view of karma, of the law of attraction. You know, if we want something badly enough that, and we really want it and we commit ourselves to that, then we, we will kind of we, we'll get, we'll reap the benefits. How does, how does this then work in terms of, let's just say, for example, using your understanding and knowledge of PK with um, somebody who is suffering something like PTSD? Okay, well, reeling back a little bit, this would be in the area we might call positive psychology, that idea of uh, happiness being very important, smile and someone smiles with you. Yeah. Uh, 
a positive focus, a reduction of fear, um, those kinds of things. Uh, with someone with heavy trauma, you're 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 starting back from that quite a bit. You know, needing to clear anxiety, depression. But as you move into more normal states of consciousness, then how we get to really go with the manifestation is to do that type of positive thinking you're mentioning. But in my view, that's kind of simplistic. Um, you, it would be as if your intention and your thinking is the steering wheel in a car. It sets your direction. You want to go in a positive direction. You're visualizing where you want to go that's positive. But a car goes nowhere without any gas. Yeah, and the, yeah. and that's what's missing in things like the movie The Secret. Um, mm -hmm. So we focus a lot on the best gas in the universe to me is basically unconditional love. So we do a lot in our meditation work to first relax, but then begin to generate very high states of lovingness. Um, and once that energy is there, then what you think gets to be a little more that will be done, if you will. Uh, so that state of high, high positive energy tends to be what's missing. And it's very healing in a therapy environment, but it's also very empowering when you're trying to do psychokinesis or to manifest. I wrote another book called Liquid Luck, creating a good fortune handbook, where I tried to distill all this 20 years of experience into about a 35-minute meditation. And in that, we have a person imagine, this is, comes from UK, from Harry Potter, a vial uh, or container in front of them of sparkling liquid, which we call liquid luck. And we put in there happiness, gratitude, praise, uh, feelings of abundance, feelings of compassion to get you out of ego, uh, and then uh, feelings of good fortune. And then when everybody, anybody wants to have a good day, they imagine taking a drink of this, recall that state that they've experienced in meditation, and within days of that coming out, we had people selling houses that have been on the market for years, getting three job offers when they'd been jobless, winning lottos, uh, solving business problems, creating inventions, all kinds of things. So I wrote the book, Liquid Luck, after the meditation came out to kind of summarize this. So it's a, uh, as much an emotional state as a mental state. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. I'm, I'm just intrigued as to how does your emotional state um, impact so greatly on the world around us and, and therefore our future? Yes. So um, we're pretty amazing beings. You know, we have, a, from my point of view, a, a spirit or soul. We have our emotional selves. We have our intellectual selves, our unconscious selves. And... Um, the main thing is when I first started this work, Kevin and Julie, I would find all these fears would come up in Vegas of uh, losing, of uh, being singled out for uh, too much too much into the public eye, whatever it would be. And putting all, all those fears out was like trying to put out brush fires. But when I finally made the change to, oh, okay, love conquers the cloud that's around, fear doesn't have an opposite, but fear clouds love. So love can disperse that cloud of fear 
then we're more into our full potential and we can move along quite easily with uh, joy, trust, those kind of things. And um, it's a natural state, but it's not a necessarily an easy state to get into. Correct. Uh, for example, if I were, uh, if I were you going to go to sleep tonight, you might think, gee, I'd like to go to sleep. And then you let go of that intention, you think of something else, and you go to sleep. But if I put you on TV with 100 million people watching and said, I'll give you a million dollars if you fall asleep in the next 20 minutes, it'd be a tough thing to do. Psychokinesis and manifesting are natural, but much like going to sleep on TV, it's no good if you have any subconsciousness, any pressure, any efforting. You have to relax after you've set the intention. And the love area really helps you get out of ego, uh, reduces fear, and helps you relax and expand so your energy. In terms of the kind of the notion, the concept of love, do you have to have had, or is it beneficial to have had a positive experience of, of, sort of unconditional love as you as you, you grew up in, in your own development and attachment, etc.? Or is this something that that... It can be your ideology of love that, that powers this and, and kind of underpins. I'd say both. Uh, very helpful to have loving experiences early in life. Not necessary, and it can be just even a, uh, a teacher or a romantic love episode later in your life. Uh, most people, if they watched a video of puppies or soldiers returning from war, reunited with their families, they'll move into an open-heart, loving state. They might even be cheerful with uh, the joy of that and beauty of that scene. Uh, the trick is to be able to do that regularly and then keep your heart open. Uh, if you've made a um, conclusion inside yourself that it's better to go through life highly defended, kind of paranoid about whether somebody's going to hurt you, uh, fearing loss, holding on to money tightly, those kind of things, that's what gets in the way. And um, But now, again, this brainwave technology, I've got seven uh, CD exercises. They're also available download uh, with titles like Abundance Waterfall, Abundant Heart, Healing Heart, Ocean Heart, Liquid Luck, that help people move into that loving state, that open state, and then focus their energy for what they would like to create or what they'd like to heal in their lives. And we're using the word healing, you know, not just a sore knee, which can happen, but also healing into your full potential as a human being. And it's tough right now in the planet. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fear forms in politics in the U.S. and mm -hmm. other places. Um, but there's technologies that can help you with quick half-hour meditations, get out of that and get into more of a, open, loving, high-energy, powerful, positive state. And that's the first criteria for doing these kind of manifestations. Now, I'm a wholehearted believer, Dr. Joe, and it's even scriptural. You know, Jesus said, whatever things that you will ask and believe with your whole heart, whole heart being those <laughs> operative words there, mm -hmm. you shall receive. And that's yeah. and that's what we're talking about here. That the issue that I see is that oftentimes, like you said, we are our own worst enemy. We try these exercises, but deep, deep, deep down inside of us, there's that doubt. Oh, this ain't going to work because it never works, and you know this job really sucks. So I'm going to try to manifest a really good job 
but I really don't think I'm going to get it. Hey, you know, how do we overcome those little fears deep down inside? Well, you're correct. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. There was a guy I knew he wanted to get a job and um, he didn't seem to be having much luck or enthusiasm about it. And so um, I said to him, what would you really like as a job? Take away all it has to be 60 hours. It has to be this and that a week, you know. And he said, well, I'd like a job two months a year in beautiful nature, a nice environment, uh, hopefully surrounded by beautiful women. And uh, we said, okay, use these meditation techniques. And for a half hour, suspend all that disbelief and all the woulda, you know, coulda, shouldas and from the past. And put that out, and he got a call from somebody he went to high school with who sold him his business, which was an advertising boat at the ocean. And um, pretty girl drive the boat in a bikini, and uh, major advertiser be on one side of the boat and another advertiser on the other. By the end of the year, he had three boats and a Lexus car, and uh, he was working a two-month year because that's what the season was on the north shore of the United States. Um but most people, as soon as you said a job two months a year, they'd laugh because their definition in their head of a job is 40 plus hours a week, two weeks vacation a year, maybe a little better in Europe. Shoot, so I'll, take you the, to, I'll take the first one. <laughs> yeah, so you have to you have to deal with the concept and then you then you need to feel worthy and you have to have uh, again the getting into a loving state transcends and helps you quiet these fears. Um, all the butts from the past. We have specific exercises to get rid of um, past trauma, past um, negative experience uh, using these meditation techniques as well. So my most extensive thing is a home study course with three coaching hours with me called Sync Creation. Um, and um, it's S-Y-N-C-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And... Uh, in there, there's specific ways we can offload feelings of lack, feelings of guilt, feelings of fear, and get to a place where we can begin to manifest what we'd like. The psychokinesis comes in then where, you know, do you, if, if you wanted uh, Kevin a soulmate, it might take a year for that to develop. In the meantime, all those doubts have a chance to come in. Uh, psychokinesis, if you get in the right state, gives you feedback within seconds you're on the right path. And because of that, you begin to get confidence. Uh, because over and over with good regularity, you're, you're seeing results. And then in things that take a little longer, like the ideal job perhaps, or partner in your life, uh, you have confidence that at least you know how to form intention, send the correct energy. So um, if, if I could ask, a, it might sound like a bit of a mad question, um, Dr. Joe, but are there particular personality types that for some reason this is a, a, a more difficult state to get into, a, a more difficult success rate or a less success rate? Sure. Or, or even those kind of people that are, and maybe this leads on actually from our own personality types, to professions so if people come to you and they say, right, well, I'm this profession or that profession, uh, your heart might sink and think, oh, this is going to be harder than, than okay. maybe. Okay, good question, Julie. Really, really good. <laughs> well, first of all, any um, 
psychotic diagnoses, we would, you know, that we're not recommending that for this. Personality-wise, folks that are kind of obsessive-compulsive OCD want to do everything perfectly. Um, they find the home study course and things good because it's very clear and easy to follow, and all they need to do is relax a little bit and not have to be perfect all the time. The meditation techniques help them do that. Um, a narcissistic personality disorder probably, I don't, they're not attracted to this very much at all. In terms of professions, um, engineers, you know, as a stereotype, tend to be pretty left brain, and this is more whole brain. And initially, if approached and they see the logic behind this, they look at the scientific studies. Um, these are what we call in science six and seven sigma events, meaning the studies are showing that this would not occur by chance once in a billion times or once in a trillion times. Um, so you approach an engineered person through the logic of this. Uh, someone else who is naturally kind of uh, spacey, um, maybe fairly new age, uh, you might need to focus on grounding for them, that they need to be in the here and now solidly here on Earth, as well as be in touch with spirit and beyond, if you will. So each personality type, you might need to tune this a little differently. But I welcome all types except for narcissistic and psychotic uh, and sociopathic. The, that, those would be the ones that would be tough. But uh, folks that are a little anxious, folks that, you know, uh, have uh, are in within a normal range of personality but with their own inclination to be... Uh, impulsive or careful or whatever it is, we can work with that pretty easily. I think that's yeah. fascinating. So I think no matter what profession you, you work in, you will always think um, and you'll always establish other relationships or professions that you struggle with a little bit more. I mean, my, my whole, my, my career is, is a social worker. Um, mm -hmm. in the, and of course, psychology is, is, is a part of that, although clearly I'm not yeah. Well, we get a lot of attraction to the Vegas Adventure workshops and the home study course and such from the healing arts, doctors, uh, physicians, nurses, uh, energy healers, uh, social work, psychology. Uh, we also get quite a few day traders and folks that want to learn how to manage risk and uh, money. We get a lot of entrepreneurs who are also used to taking some risk and have understood how important positive energy is and how they want to learn more about how to focus it. Um, so we get a pretty good variety. Now, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, from, from what I understand of this, um, to give you a little bit of background, uh, years ago I got an opportunity to see the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Okay. And, and that... Uh, Dr. Joe, that opened my eyes and it literally, literally changed my life. And I've never gotten the opportunity to ask this. As I heard you just now list different professions, you know, healers, nurses, social workers, you know, I'm going to expand that to law enforcement. And you mentioned day traders. Well, what about people who have negative intentions utilizing this ability? 
It seems to be, um, we would call this, you know, the term remote viewing, where you can see anything regardless of time or space or distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Governments got into that, those programs pretty strongly in the U.S. and in Russia and quite a few other countries as well. When they went into what we would call remote influencing, um, where you might apply these energies to uh, make somebody else have a rough day, uh, the people doing it rapidly lost interest. Both that happened and they began to feel bad internally. It tended to bounce back toward them, if they will. So um, you can, PK can happen when you're angry. Uh, I've had people write me stories where they were they were driving down the street saying, I'm so angry I could break glass and a rock hits their windshield and breaks it. Um, when I was going through a divorce 20 years ago, all the things in my house was breaking, uh, garage door openers, washers, dryers, etc. And I realized I was putting out a lot of energy with the thought broken home. And when I changed it to building a new life, half of the things repaired themselves and the breakage stopped. So what we're finding is um, the love energy we're talking about is antithetical if you want to do harm. It's not going to, you can't hold those two thoughts at the same time. And uh, if you come at it from a different energy, usually you'll burn out very quickly uh, and the energy will be a lot weaker than it would be um, if you're using the positive energies. Uh, I can't swear in the world there's never been an exception to that, but I personally have not met somebody who was good at sending negative energy for more than a very short period of time. Kevin, can I ask this one? Because I just got this in my and it will not go unless I ask and I don't want to forget it. Is that all right? Do you mind? <laughs> oh, no, please go. <laughs> it's about my early onset dementia at 45. Um, but one of the things that has just come to me is, let's just say, for example, um, you, you've said that those people that probably would not continue or would not be susceptible to change, etc., um, you tend to you tend to establish that fairly early on. So would that not be, let's just say, for example, we used it for those that, commit harm to others uh, somebody that might um i don't know uh, abuse children young people or be domestically abusive in the home if we started a program like this with one of those kind of personality types we could evidence quite quickly using this model whether or not they are susceptible to change or or have no intention of changing it would tend to clarify that, you know, I did a uh, my master's dissertation on child abuse way back 30 years plus ago. And in that group, the stress within the family was much higher than other other groups, such as people having marital conflict. And within that group, many had been abused themselves uh, and were feeling terrible that they were continuing to lose their temper and things like their parents did with them. Yeah, they yeah. would be amenable. And then there was a minority, I don't know, let's call it 10%, who were very sociopathic. If mm-hmm. they were caught, they would usually uh, pick up and leave uh, the country or the state they were in. They would evade law enforcement. They would evade social services. Um, And it presented with something like this. They'd probably rather go to jail and try to do this kind of a course Um, because um, asking them to be open and loving would be highly threatening to how they had built their lives. 
So, yes, it would clarify pretty quickly who would like help. So we do get people in negative space uh, using these materials, people that are very depressed or very anxious, um, to moderately depressed and anxious, um, folks that are feeling very stressed in their lives because they've lost job and haven't worked for a few years, folks in debt, uh, many things like that, that they're, they're starting from a place where they're in quite negative space often well deserved to be in there like if you haven't if you have a family to support and you haven't had a job for a while it causes fear but they can usually rapidly move into these kind of positive spaces the uh, one of the other things you would want is not to see them using alcohol or cocaine or something like that heavily uh, you know drug addiction would be a, would work against the energies we're trying to do but Barring that, um, people can be in suffering quite a bit and, and be helped. But if they're sociopathic, then this is not the usually the ideal way to go. I think I almost feel like I owe you an apology, Dr. J, because actually what we're, what we're doing here is firing all of these questions at you because we find it absolutely fascinating. That's right. <laughs> and it's so, it's so informative. It's, we're just kind of completely um, just kind of grabbing you and not letting you, let, letting you loose on any questions that actually you might be here to answer. So one of the things I, I guess for me is, is who is Dr. Joe? How, how did you suddenly become so informative? You know, where was the drive for all of this, this thirst for information of, about people and how best to support people going forward? Well, I was very interested in clinical psychology and also in uh, uh, philosophy, religion area, because I'd had a lot of spiritual experiences as a kid and had my own out-of-body tele telepathic kind of experiences. Um, and um, where this really got going strongly is about 25 years ago. I, I can't remember exactly how many years. My brother Pete uh, committed suicide after many years of, uh, you know, he was intelligent, bright, honest, hardworking, etc., but many years of not being able to get work and other issues within in his physical body. Um, and it caused me to begin to wonder, how can such a good person be going along and, and such bad things happening to them? And I realized it's you need to also feel deserving of goodness for goodness to flow to you. And uh, you have to reduce these fears that we've been talking about. And so that started my main goal of how could I look at this manifestation area and um, see whether we could create positive lives when things haven't been going well. That intersected with the psychokinesis work where in laboratories at PEAR, Princeton Anomalous Engineering Research Lab at Princeton, now working at UVA University of Virginia DOPS Lab, uh, could see scientifically uh, that we do have ability to affect matter. We can um, change random number generators. Um, and, you know, I was getting results at 30,001 by chance. Well, heck, slot machines have a random number generator system in their, their thing. And so, like this last trip, uh, several times I went to the machines with a particular goal in mind to create a, a jackpot, um, say, four aces on the machine. And I would hit that on the first pull. Uh, 
Um, so I continue to get feedback that we can affect physical matter reality to a much greater extent than we thought. In the Vegas Ventures, people wake up second day of the workshop pain-free from post-polio syndrome for the first time in 20 years. All kinds of physical healing, emotional healing. And so I got real fired up about bringing this to the world, if you will. And uh, the books and CDs and the workshops that I do are all designed one way or another to have people begin to address this. I guess I could summarize in one sentence for me that's on my wall. It's fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely <laughs> to, have a, to have a good life. You know, now I have kids and grandkids and, and I want the world to go well f for everyone. And I'm very concerned that in the United States particularly, we are in a large fear form right now after 9-11. And with that, um, the, us being in fear has allowed them to take away many freedoms so that now in the U.S. they can come get you from Homeland Security, take you somewhere with no lawyer and not tell your family where you went, never charge you. And we've given up our rights because of our fears. Uh, so I'm on kind of a mission to not only personally help people manifest well, but for us as a community and then a culture uh, and as a world, to begin to apply these things. Um, we've had amazing things. We've had a guy, he had huge farms out in the Midwest in the United States. He could raise the nitrogen content in the soil through PK. Imagine the world with no need for nitrogen fertilizer. We've had groups clear lakes of pollution. Um, there's many applications to this. But starting the most basic would be to get us out of our fears and retake control of creating a positive future. Um, and uh, we're getting into a time critical on that, you know, with environmental effects and things. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm fired up, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like like I said, uh, Doctor Joe. You know, early on, I got to I got to watch uh, that movie. And then I got into the law of attraction, or as as you said, you know, the movie The Secret. Yes. And as I began to research this, I came across the Emoto Project, which made me a, a very firm believer that we can actually physically, physically change our environment through our intentions and through our thoughts. Now, yes. now here's where I got very, very disappointed. The further I began to research, the more professionals began to call this pseudoscience. Yes. What would be your response to that? Well, I'd like to jump on it, Kevin. <laughs> There's a good book by Chris Carter called Science and Psychic Phenomena, The Fall of the House of Skeptics. And in there, he gives the data, like I, uh, a real good book, a new book with data would be Real Magic by Dean Radin. As I mentioned, telepathy, remote viewing, psychokinesis now, um, other kinds of skills are being proven in the lab at a billion to one by chance, where they'll give you a new drug if it shows effect at 20 to one by chance. So there's really no debate that the science is valid at this point, from my point of view, if you were an objective science scientists, but there is a group that's a very strange coalition. It's fundamentalist uh, religious who think this is of the devil. 
combined with atheists who think there's nothing besides physical matter and there is no soul or spirit. Com various groups combine politically. And in fact, they had an organization and they said, well, the first study we're going to do is going to be in astrology because we know that's BS. That's their, their quote. And they came out with positive results. So their charter changed that we will look at no data from anyone else. We will do none of our own experiments, but we will continue to proclaim this stuff is all bunk. And so if you want a deep discussion of why this could be, why, you know, some people will say this can't be possible or it's bull, uh, that book is great. Chris Carter's Fall of the House of Skeptics. Um, everybody has to make their own conclusion but I'll tell you, these experiments now are very elegant. Uh, in energy healing, they'll work with bacteria, where, so there can be no placebo effect. You put an antibiotic in, and all the bacteria are dead within an hour. You apply energy healing to the bacteria in a four-way double-blind, so nobody knows who's doing what, and those bacteria survive the antibiotic. Uh, experiments like that are very elegant, because... Uh, they're very quantifiable, and you can get around uh, any charges of fraud, any charges of placebo effect, any charges of experiment or bias. And that's the kind of research that's going on now. You know, oh, you, you said something interesting that I just absolutely, I want to jump on here. You know, I, under, I don't understand, and this is coming from a practicing Jew, Dr. Joe. I don't okay. understand why the evangelical circles would have such a problem with this. And here's why. And I don't know if you've considered this or not. Boy, you got me on a rant now. <laughs> yeah, the, this is your fault, Dr. Joe. Okay. Uh, be, before Jesus ever healed anybody or performed a miracle, what were the first words that he asked that person? Do you believe that I can do this? And mm -hmm. once they responded in the affirmative, I don't think that it, I, I believe that what Jesus was doing was putting them in a mindset where their intentions were right. You know, was it the person's belief and their in intentions or was it the divinity of Jesus that healed them? It, it really shouldn't matter because they're both one and the same. Okay. If they believe that Jesus was able to perform this miracle in their lives, is that not exactly what you're talking about right now? Yes, belief uh, that it is possible is very important. Also, I would guess, not being there personally, that I know of, that he had a tremendous field of love around him, as, as many uh, leaders of religion have. Uh, and so it's this combination of love and belief. Um, the I think the problem is that, you know, there are ways you could go off track with this. You know, if you began to think, boy, I'm hot potatoes, I'm doing it all myself, mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. being very much in touch with source, however you define that, and it working through you. Uh, if you realize you're one with everyone so that you don't have this big ego project pro problem going on. But with those in place, our culture tends to be pretty suspicious or leery of power. And um, 
So, you know, we unfortunately have the power to get a machine gun and go hurt people. Um, but we live with that better than, oh, somebody could go out of body. What would happen if they could come spy on me? You know, they're <laughs> with power about things that we don't know fully. And we, it's an unknown to us. It creates a fear reaction. And right now in our culture, there's a, there's a lot of people uh, making money off of uh, us being in fear. Uh, you know, politicians say without us, you would be, you know, running around amok and not have a good society. Educators <laughs> say without us, you won't be able to earn a living, even though we know exceptions to that where people have no big education that they do well. Religions say without us, you won't be able to find God. A lot of people are teaching we're less than and you need me to to really navigate through life well. My message is much more one of you have a hell of a lot more power inside of yourself than you know, and this power is, can be used for the good. And, um, and uh, it will be a benefit to you personally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, and to your community around you. Um, sorry about cursing on the radio. I got a no, little hot. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this is such a huge, huge topic. Um, we're quick, quickly running out of time, Dr. Joe. Um, how can the listeners reach you and, and how can they take, take part in this? Because this isn't just a work or this isn't just a series of books or research you've done. This is something that is on growing and something that is building. And people really need to get involved in this. How can they reach you? Sure. So um, Amazon would have my books, Liquid Luck and Inner Vegas. If you go to innervegas.com or liquidluck.com, might even be liquidluckbook.com, I forget, uh, you would get to my place. My main website is sync, S-Y-N-C, like the word synchronize, and then the word creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N.com. And you'll see all my workshops and products and CDs and books. So syncreation.com is a good way. And if you want, you can just Google my name, Gallenberger, G-A-L-L-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. -E -E and there's not too many of those. You'll pop right up into my stuff. Well, wow. Um, and I just think I'll move you over, actually, and have my own PK psychology expert to um, achieve everything I want to in life. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Julie. <laughs> Oh, well, goodness. Dr. Joe, I mean, we haven't even scraped the surface. Um, Julie and I, uh, behind the scenes, were saying that we would absolutely love to have you back because this is, this is huge. This is, I mean, we're literally, literally shaping reality with intention. Is that a fair statement? Yes, and uh, I'd be glad to return and just summarizing, if somebody wants a quick and dirty on this to, to see if there's anything I could say today has validity, just get the Liquid Luck book and CD uh, and uh, listen to the CD, read the book, and, and most people just with that can feel this energy we're talking about. Well, as a closer, I like to ask our guests, if you had the whole attention of the whole world for one minute, what would you say? I think I'd start with that fear is expensive, life is priceless, choose wisely. I would say you're more powerful than you know. Uh, and I would say uh, you'll never go wrong 
uh, opening up your heart. I have a CD called Ocean Heart just to do that. Um, that with an open heart and a positive mind, um, you can create basically heaven here on earth and go back to the kingdom of heaven is within. Mm. Profound, profound words. Well, Dr. Joe Gallenberger, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and, you know, sharing your wisdom with me, Julie, and the listeners. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure, Kevin and Julie. Hope to talk with you again. Absolutely. Thank you. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.